Thanks for checking out another cast from TealTownUSA.com. In this one-on-one, we talk with John Root, San Jose Sharks in arena and digital host. How did you end up as the MC hype man, whatever you are, your, what is your job title anyway with the Sharks? <laughs> uh, official title is in arena and digital media host. Um, so when you come to a game, I'm emceeing all the game night entertainment. I'm hyping up the crowd. So hype man is a part of the job, but it's funny. Like I got a bunch of different names from people like, Oh, the sharks guy, the harp sharks hype guy, guy, guy in the mic, the blonde dude. Like, but it's like, that's a huge part of what I do. Uh, obviously I'm really earning my paycheck this season when it comes up to hyping up the crowd. But, um, interviewing celebrities, working with contestants for promotional games, uh, and then there's a lot of pre-recorded content that I'll put together as well. So it's a lot of hosting, reporting, emceeing. It's it's all of the all over the board. And obviously, I host a few different shows, whether that's an IGTV show, off days. Are you guys still doing the chomp? Yeah, so we've okay. still been doing the chomp, but sometimes you have seasons where you want to have some very positive things to talk about, and uh, we yeah, got to yeah. like scale back a little bit more so it doesn't come out as often. As we'd like it to, but we definitely got one coming out before the end of the season. So, like, what's the average day for you then? I mean, if the game, if puck drop is at 7.30, what time are you at the tank to either do, like, B-roll stuff or, like, film pre-recorded hits mm-hmm. to go up on the Jumbotron and all that? So, usually I'm going to get my scripts the night before or the day before, and then I'll take those scripts and especially Fan 401, the podcast I have for home game days with the Sharks. I post those on various different podcast networks and I'll put my own script together, make sure it's in my own words, make sure it's fun. It's usually around like five minutes or so, five minutes or less. So I put that together. I'll edit that uh, at the tank in the morning. So I usually try to get that done hopefully by around, around like 9.30 in the morning. You're at the uh, tank on game day that early? Yeah, I get there yes. early, but I leave. <laughs> so I leave after that's done. I'll, I'll get that posted. Um, and then from there, I usually try getting a little workout in because, you know, mm-hmm. the camera adds 15 pounds, so I need all the help I can get. <laughs> so I'll do that, and then I'll, I'll chill. Some people ask me if I do a pregame nap. I might take like two naps a year. That's it. Yeah. I can't settle myself down to take a nap no matter how tired I am. And then I usually get there about four hours before game time. I'm, I'm really interested in the idea. Do you by any chance like have, uh, whether it's some sort of fitness device, Fitbit or Apple watch or something like that, and actually like track your steps on an average game day? So I used to have a Fitbit, but it broke. And I think it broke because I took so many steps. But yeah, when I had a Fitbit, I was like, I was always hitting my goal. I feel like in pregame, but you get that buzzer. It's like, you reach those 10,000 steps. It's like, holy smokes. The game hasn't even started yet. Like, we Challenge accepted. <laughs> we haven't even dropped the puck, but uh, I usually check it uh, on the health app. Oh. And I think by now I kind of know how many steps I'm doing. And then actually last year towards the end of the season, I was training for a marathon too. So I was... Oh, I was blowing the goal away. <laughs> it was it was fun. I'd be interested in seeing you and Sharky have a challenge for one game, like on a Fitbit, just to see <laughs> who's moving more, who's more active. I think that would be a lot of fun. His steps should count as two, though, because he's carrying around a, a lot of weight, a lot of blubber. <laughs> oh, <laughs> trying to say he needs to get into the gym. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not that Sharky needs to get in the gym. He's just a, he's just a huge mammal That's from true. deep under the sea. <laughs> So, uh, 
we talked about it a little bit beforehand as well. So we all know about the coronavirus. Everybody and their mom knows about the coronavirus mm-hmm. now. So what is the impact that it's having at least on you, you know, are you less high fives, perhaps uh, <laughs> more more head bobs, head nods, if you will. For me, I uh, I definitely realize the uh, the impact that it's had on a lot of people in the world. I know it's whether people look at it as kind of like hysteria or they sh- they're taking it too serious or taking it too lightly. I think in general, it's made me kind of rethink that, you know, I really need to be washing my hands. Right. I really need to make sure that hygiene is on point. Obviously I want to make sure the poorly whites look good, yeah. but, <laughs> but I need to make sure my hands are washed and the way I interact with, with fans I don't think it's really affected me too much, but now I do have it in the back of my mind where it's like you have certain players in the NBA and the NHL and different leagues coming out with different statements. And then even the Olympics talking about, well, maybe we aren't going to have any spectators here. And I respect a lot of guys saying like, I'm not really going to sign autographs right now. Like CJ McCollum from the Portland trailblazers saying it's just right now I'm going to try to keep myself safe. And, um, there has been some stuff that's come out within the organization too. That's like, Hey, we got like a pitcher day coming up or we have like an all staff meeting and I want everybody to make sure you're washing your hands, stay safe. If you're feeling sick whatsoever, just don't be around. Um, but for me, I know I work for the Santa Cruz Warriors as well. We just had a big uh, event at an elementary school and I high fived a few kids and people were looking at me like, really <laughs> right now? You are so brave. (laughs) So for me, I I just I think the fact that it's hopefully making people rethink um, hygiene, washing Uh, their hands, uh, staying safe in in that sense, because the last thing we want is an outbreak in in the league. Uh, One of one of the players or anything uh, like that happening. It's obviously there's really affecting Silicon Valley because we have people from all over the globe that are coming in for different tech conferences and things like that because I know there's a big tech conference I usually work at and help out with some esports companies over there and they're like yeah we're just we just have to cancel this it's yeah. there's too much going on and then San Francisco is obviously a big place very big melting pot so it's not really affecting me too much but I definitely feel for the people that's affected um, throughout the world and luckily we have great medicine and we're in a great place where there's a lot of really smart people to make sure that people are informed and they're, they're really staying safe. Well, I mean, there's plenty of events where uh, kids are invited in, especially for Barracuda games and whatnot, mm-hmm. but you do the remote events and whatnot. And, I, you know, I figured just preschool elementary teachers are just like, I deal with these germ farmers every day. What do I care about? Them? <laughs> yeah. It's like some of the teachers are like, I've really built up my immune system. It's incredible. <laughs> if I was a superhero, I would be like Miss Immunity. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I would like that. <laughs> Uh, one of the things that you also do is off days. You mentioned it earlier, the mm-hmm. different aspects that you go in. So over the course of all the different ones that you've done, what do you think has been like the one you've either had the most fun or was like your favorite to do, whether it was based on the activity or the location, whatever? Well, I've gotten to go to some great places over the years. And the fact that that's a show that wasn't established before I got there and I pitched that show with – one of our producers, Taylor Hone. So he's actually overworking at the big dogs with Google now, like no longer with the sharks, but like was able to team up with him and a lot of the SJ Sharks productions team to 
put that show together, really showcasing players, who they are, what they like to do, where they're from, tell their stories from their perspective. And it's been, it's been fun. Um, but I think the, I think the Evander Kane episode is definitely, is, is one of my favorites. I think from just a content perspective and really getting the story out of him. Cause he just got signed and we were up at his house. He invited us to 6am skate with him and his dad. He's been doing that in Vancouver for basically his whole entire life. Got to go um, to his barber shop and <laughs> cruise around his hometown and really get to know him as a player, as a person. We golfed a little bit too. So we had a lot of fun. He, uh, he won a hole. We were making bets each hole, and he had to do a flop shot because I know Phil Mickelson, they, he had this big flop shot, and that was like just all the rage at that point uh, a couple years ago, and I was terrified. <laughs> so I'm just standing. It's kind of like in, I was at the top of the incline of this hill. He's at the bottom. He's doing this flop shot. I'm closing my eyes, got my hands over the family jewels. Like, oh, <laughs> man. Like, I don't know what kind of workers comp I have, but I might have to use it after this. And he hit it over me, and that that was a really fun episode but some of the guys have been so gracious with their time and i think there's been a lot of fans not only uh in san jose or fans of the sharks but people around the league i know the nhl shared that evander kane episode and really got to know like who he is and what his family dynamic is like and for family members and players to open up like that i always really appreciate that like being invited into people's homes and into their lives like that means a lot and a lot of people don't get yeses to those kind of requests so oh absolutely i'm a, i'm a little astounded actually that the nhl as a whole doesn't focus on stuff like that like allowing the personalities of the players to kind of show up a little bit more but that being said some people do enjoy their privacy and mm-hmm. i i respect that is their any player, and you don't have to name names, but was there ever a player that you did something with and you could tell they were kind of like looking at their watch and kind of like, yeah, okay, this is great. But it's just, you know, some people just don't have that outgoing personality. Yeah. And then I know that puts a lot of emphasis on me as a personality. I got to try to bring that out of them. Right. Because the last thing I know my bosses want to see or the fan base or anybody watching this is like, well... You know, it seemed like that last episode was pretty good, but this one just I just wasn't feeling it. There was no personality in it. So that definitely puts a lot of um, pressure, but good pressure on yeah. me. But there's definitely been a few different times where I know I've had to like tug and pull. And that's why I really try to build a relationship before I even get out there. there you go. But some of those first episodes, I only knew some of those guys so well. Yeah. And I'm not traveling every single road trip. So I'm not in the locker room all the time. I'm not in these scrums. So I really had to go out of my way to try to get to know these guys and try to utilize our PR team to give me some of that access to them and utilize the relationships that our production team has with them. But there definitely is like a few times, but most guys have been amazing and it's actually very shocking (laughs) um, because I know a lot of people that work in different leagues and they're like, Oh my gosh, if you tried doing a show with one, a couple of our guys, no (laughs) chance. He'd, He'd give you 15 minutes and then he'd tell you to get the heck out of there. But and I've seen that, yeah, from you get that vibe from some players. Whereas, and, and tell me if you've noticed this too, uh, when you talk to a hockey player about hockey, it's just <laughs> like, like they start to drift off. But you know, if you bring up like 
reptiles or tattoos to Brent Burns, he won't shut up. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the really fun part of it is that when you get them not thinking about the hockey, but thinking and sharing what they're into. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's what people need to know. Like they're just people just like you and me. They're just making a few more million dollars yeah. and they're playing uh, sports for a living. You know, they still they still have family <laughs> dynamics that they have to go through. They still have relationship issues. They still got big hobbies like reptiles or tattoos <laughs> or golfing or whatever it may be. And they love sharing about that kind of stuff because they don't get those kinds of questions. They're constantly inundated with. So the trade de- trade deadlines coming up. How are you feeling about this? Or, you know, your line mates have kind of shift around. What are you going to be able to do here? Or the record's not as solid as you want it to be. They're getting just inundated and just hit with all these questions about hockey, 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 hockey. Yeah. And it's been great in some of these off days episodes and other content we put together with the Sharks. Like, especially when Jonas Donskoy was here, he was talking like, I love going home, just working on cars with my buddies. and. They don't know hockey well at all, and it's the best. Exactly, they love and they love they they need to get away, and they love hockey. Obviously, a lot of these guys work so hard to be able to be on this team and play in the league and get to where they have been, but they love getting away from hockey at times, just like all of us with our work. Yeah, we don't want to come home and have someone just like I couldn't imagine being done with a a day at work, like working at a tech company around here, and then you got. 18 people surrounding you with microphones. So tell us what happened with that meeting today. <laughs> well, it could have been done over email, but for some reason. But Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, it's you want to be able to get to have like, And here's Kane on the ninth tee. <laughs> yeah, I would, oh. little, little left to right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one thing that popped in my head for a hot second, and I'm trying to get it back, but it had to do with Logan Couture. Um. Well, actually, let's start with Brent. Well, let's go back to Brent Burns. You recently hosted an event where it was just Brent, uh, a special evening with Brent Burns. Now, we're talking about these questions. Were the questions that you got more personal, or was it still a lot of hockey stuff? Because obviously you have to filter through all the questions and put together like the ones that you think are going to provide the most entertainment. Yeah, and then that was a great event with Fanatics. So Fanatics goes all around the country with different players from different teams. Like I know they just did something in New York with Mariano Mariano (laughs) Rivera. Jeez, man, I need to get some of these baseball names. I can I can say crazy hockey names, but I can't say can't say some of those. But my favorite, uh, of course, being uh, Ivan Yuzhenkov. That's my favorite one. Man, that would be a whole nother podcast talking about some of the names in <laughs> hockey. But working with Fanatics was great. An evening with Brent Burns. It was almost like a wedding where he would just make stops at different tables. Oh, and really? really, it was a very intimate setting. A lot of people got some great time with Brent and signed jerseys, got to talk about life. And a lot of the questions, and I'm pretty sure like maybe only a couple questions were actually about hockey. It was really getting to know him. Like, tell us the backstory of your first tattoo. His first tattoo, he wasn't even 18 years old yet. I think he said he was 16. His parents took him to get it. And like, you know, little things like that, that's like so fun. And that's a way for people to show their personality and their artistic side is tattoos. And people relate to that a lot. And then we talk about his ranch and the background of some of those things, his family dynamic, being a dad and trying to make sure he can find the happy medium of 
making sure he's treating his wife and his kids with as much respect and time while giving a bunch of respect and time to his craft on the ice. So those kind of conversations are fantastic. Fanatics, I was so thankful for them to ask me to be a part of that. Bernsey's agent, he sent me up with that. He's my guy. (laughs) So happy with that. And we always love to hear those kind of conversations. And it's really fun for me because while I'm asking those questions, I'm generally interested in, right. in knowing some of these answers. I've probably talked to some of these players about this stuff before, but when you have an audience that hasn't heard it, they're just like, wow, this is incredible. And giving people an experience they just haven't been around before. That's See, I, those are the things that I think are kind of like the events that maybe should get more press, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, an evening with Brent Burns or the uh, – off days, like maybe an expanded off days for the 91 club people or something like they do the expanded mic'd up things. But uh, conversely, there uh, have been grumblings upon the social media that we talked about earlier where some people think that, you know, hockey doesn't need a hype man. Like the other stuff that you do, the chomp off days, absolutely, those are fun packages to watch. But when I'm at the game, I don't want to be told that a fan. <laughs> I don't want to be told when to scream or have some guy yelling at me and then throwing a free t-shirt at me, which I don't understand why you wouldn't want the free t-shirt. But anyway, uh, but what do you think about, you know, how do you handle that kind of crowd? Honestly, I, I really don't read that stuff <laughs> at all. You know, I'll see some of those things, but, and everyone's got a voice and everybody can say their opinion. That's totally fine. And, you know, I know that not everybody's going to really enjoy that aspect, but I think some of the loudest voices aren't necessarily speaking for the majority of people. And we're now in a day and age where social media, like everyone's got an opinion and now they're able to throw it out there. So you got that free speech, throw it out there, do your thing. But I think I would have an issue or really be taken back is if I had top dogs in the organization or people that really make big decisions and actually know the metrics and analytics behind some of these things mm-hmm. that were saying like, I don't know if this is actually working, but it's tough. Cause we, I know we have like an, an older fan base, actually one of the oldest fan bases in the national yes, hockey league, which is okay, great. Okay. <laughs> and our fans are fantastic and they've been so good to me over the years and they've been so receptive and open and, um, just really encouraging over the years, but it is, it, it's a lot different. Because people haven't been used to it for a very, very long time. And I know I jump in here um, just about four seasons ago. And you Was your first year the, the Stanley Cup run? First year was the Stanley, Stanley Cup run. I got pulled up around a little after the All-Star break with two other girls. And it was kind of like a round robin trying mm-hmm. to figure out who was going to be the host and, and try to take over from there. But it's a totally different perspective. But I feel like it adds so much engagement and personality and real flair to game entertainment and whether people like it or not it's ingrained in sports now and i don't really feel like there's a lot of people that won't get on board with it you know there's going to be some people that are just like i want to go to a game and just watch yeah but i guarantee it if me or other hosts around the league that people have been accustomed to left it just where'd that guy go yeah and it's like there was um uh, unfortunately i missed a game earlier this season because i got the flu the worst 
I think in the history of mankind, <laughs> I was bedridden for like a week, and I and that's the end of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> but I I couldn't I couldn't make it to the game, and people were just like, man, it was just so different without you. Well, you how many like hits do you do per period? Uh, you know the live video hits where you're out in the crowd or somewhere. Man, it's a good question. Um, I'm guessing I'm doing something on camera once the puck drops probably close to 10 or a dozen times are you are you basically on just about every tv timeout pretty much i would say like two out of the three tv timeouts i'm involved in somehow some way mm -hmm. whether that's a pre-recorded uh, video or i'm doing a vo or i'm actually on camera like i'm i'm a part of pretty much every single period at least a couple couple times well because they do at least two contests per game don't they yeah and it, and it really depends well, we got three different tv timeouts so some people might not know but you get a tv tv timeout uh under 14 under 10 and under six yeah. in the nhl so that's usually when people are going to see me uh or hear me at least you'll hear me in the broadcast maybe <laughs> right when it's going to commercial or we're getting right back from uh, commercials so there's those three different opportunities and sometimes there's some some stoppage in plays that aren't necessarily TV timeouts and I'll jump in, I'll do a little VO for something or I might jump in and hype up the crowd or just have like a little informational blurb for people. Like so save of the game like they used to do. Or something yeah. Like, like save it, save of the game or like check in to win, like oh, get the, the sharks app out. The um, trivia. Yeah. Some of those little things that I'll jump in for consistently each period. Okay. Yeah. That sounds fun. See now, I don't know uh, if you remember. I'm again. I'm part of that older <laughs> demographic. Uh, they used to do a couple fun hits as well. I'd love to see them bring them back. Um, back in the day, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, what was referred to affectionately as Section 209. This this was a rowdy bunch mm -hmm. when the Sharks first came on. And back then, I wish I could remember what, I know Yahoo was one of the sponsors and I, I wish I could remember what the other one was. Um, but they would do, I'm sure you've seen dot races. Yep. That oh, yeah. So it would be Zamboni races. So it was the Yahoo Zamboni, the whoever sponsors Zamboni, and then the Pirate 209 Zamboni. <laughs> and I would love to see them bring something like that back. Um, oh, I'm not going to get into the pizza thing. It's over. It's done with. Let it go. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, time's change. We can forever bring up pizza, though. We're, yeah. we're all a fan of that. <laughs> but, yeah, it would be fun to see them do something like that. Or how, what would you think about if uh, if they did something like, say, uh, a throwback thing? We got the 30th anniversary coming next season. If they did uh, a throwback to the 90s or to, like, you know, the very beginning where they encourage you to, like, dress kind of 90s if you have – gear from the original you know it's got the original logo and all that stuff uh how would you what would you wear for 90s <laughs> how oh. would you attack that whole thing man would you do like total uh kid and play like yeah i would i would totally go like obviously <laughs> the hair is my staple and that's my bread and butter so i'd definitely go very 90s with that you have to go what kind of zach saved by the bell kind yeah, of yeah I, I would definitely go zach saved by the bell i've had a few people over the years send me um gifts or gifs or whatever you want to call them of that just like you look just like this guy and, it, and it's so true so i i would dress up like zach from saved by the bell like no doubt 
that would just oh. w- without question. I know the Detroit Red Wings; they just had their '90s night, and I was talking to their host over there, Carly Johnston, and they had a very Friends theme, and it was it's oh. so and it's so fun. And then we got a lot of great things in store for the 30th anniversary, so I'm super excited about that. I can imagine the yeah the Friends theme. I mean, Friends for some reason has had this huge resurgence. Some sports teams are literally doing friends nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the San Francisco Giants put together like a, some sort of video package that did a riff on the intro. Yep, shot for shot from friends. That was very well done. Yeah, so something like that. Yeah, I could see something like that happen if they did a 90s thing for the 30th next year. I think that would be a blast. Um, so I guess to wrap things up, we know the Sharks, at least as it stands right now, are about, I think, a 1% chance of making the playoffs. <laughs> it's not mathematically so you're eliminated. you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> not mathematically eliminated just yet. These last three games have looked really, you know, Martin Jones has played fantastic, has put it together. I don't know if it's because of the work he's done with Nabby or if it's just that he did get kind of a spell off with Dell starting a lot of games in January. Uh, but... We got three more home games, and just the whole team at large seems to be. I don't know if it's. Do you think it's like the pressure being off the shoulders? Like, well, the playoffs are kind of. You know, it's there's no hope in hell. So let's just play loose, play for each other, have a good time, do the right things, at least end this on the right note. So when we come back next September, we're like already ahead of the curve. Yeah, and I think it's encouraging to see what's been happening in this homestand because obviously we had a lot of like up and down, and then you have this homestand where it just feels like a weight's been lifted. It does. And I love seeing Martin Jones succeed. And obviously you're going to see a lot of things on social media over the season where it's like, get rid of this guy. He's blah, blah, blah. Like I think his determination over over this season and his humility has been fantastic. And I think he's been very supportive of Aaron Dell. And all these guys want to see the team do well. But you got a lot of the young guys that just come up and they're ready to just really get after it. They want to get some of these roster spots. And they're playing as a team. They're playing for each other. They're scoring a lot of goals. And they want to play spoiler. Like Stefan Nason talking about that in the scrum <sighs> after the game. He's like, if we're not going to make it, we're going to ruin other people's yeah. seasons and we take a lot of pride in that and it's and it's great you can just see these guys that are really excited and i think people should be excited about not only next season but this season and how we're going to be able to finish things out yeah i want to i, I want to resign nason yesterday <laughs> <laughs> big t- i love this guy's attitude and what he's brought to the team uh, i like that you know if we're not going to see the playoffs at least we're starting to I don't know, see a little bit more from guys. And again, maybe it's a fact of kind of the weight is off the shoulders a little bit, but Suamella having a good week, Shellman having a good week. We're seeing some of those younger names. Middleton, not a good week, yeah. <laughs> you know, unfortunately. But some of these other guys have made the most of the minutes that they're getting. We even, uh, Brandon Davidson's debut. You know, the low man on the totem pole and time on yeah. ice, as to be expected when you're just coming in. But no egregious mistakes, played a mm-hmm. clean game. So I'm excited for these, you know, r- the remaining three for the homestand to see what they can do. And besides ruining other teams, perhaps chances in the playoffs, I really want to see the Sharks, you know, just run the table 
It's not even about making the playoffs for me. It's about making that pick that Ottawa has just a little bit worse. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And then you just want to see him finish strong. And it's yeah. great seeing some of those guys come in. Like a uh, little teaser. We got off days with Stefan Nason coming out very soon. We just filmed That's that uh, this last week. And actually, Brandon Davidson was out on the golf course with us. So it was great meeting him. Uh, Martin Jones was out there. And we also had Dylan Prout. But it was great talking to guys like Brandon Davidson. They're so excited to be here. People know the legacy that they're jumping into with San Jose and the kind of pride that we have here in, in winning games and getting to the playoffs and having success and having a great locker room. And Stefan Nason's excited about that as well. And people should be like really, really happy about what we're going to be able to do the remainder of the season. Like if we run the table, like obviously it's a possibility. Yeah. It would be absolutely insane probably one of the craziest things that's happened in the national hockey league ever st. but louis last year yeah st louis did some crazy things but in general you just want to see this team have a shot and they could like who knows what's going to happen it just seems like they just could care less what people think about them they could care less what the record is they're going to play hard and they're going to try to win these games if they need to play spoiler that's what they're going to do but i think there's a lot of guys that are going to really want to stay here for a good while and it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but I'm excited about it. Nice. So to finish this off, and I do this on nearly every interview with anybody who's involved with the Sharks organization, is there anything you can tip us off to that's a surprise that's on a horizon? Whether it's something you know that's going to be happening for the 30th anniversary or just even like where somebody should get a seat on Fan Appreciation Day for their best chance to get a shirt. <laughs> Man, I, w I wish I could give away that stuff because you know every single game, they're like, oh, why don't you pick me? And I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, I don't pick the seats. I just get to be the face and the voice of giving away the prize. Uh, but I think I already kind of gave away a teaser. Stefan Nason's going to be our next uh, Off Days episode, and then we have the final episode of Off Days. Um, that's going to be filmed in just a few weeks. I will tell people that's going to be filmed in Colorado. Oh, wow. So c people can take that with what they will. There's a little connection out there to Denver. Nice. So if people want to try to figure out exactly what that's going to be. But uh, lips are pretty sealed about about a lot of stuff. But always happy to add little, little teasers here and there. But if people want to ask me on Fan Appreciation Night where some prizes are going to be given out, <laughs> I'll tell them because the, the seat's already been picked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you at the tank. Thanks for checking out another cast from Teal Town, USA. Remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and find everything on tealtownusa.com.